Somehow, we are already halfway through September, prompting me to wonder if time has sped up somehow. However, there is no way to really study such perceptions in a scientific way, and scientific research into temporal practice is not the major focus of Charlottesville community engagement. I'm Sean Tubbs, glad to be at September 14th, 2023, no matter how or when I got here. On today's program, a new chair of the Charlottesville Planning Commission takes over before the big public hearing on the development code. The city hires a firm to conduct a master plan for parks and recreation, and there's information about how newly planted trees actually took root. Utility officials urge water conservation amid dry conditions, and the University of Virginia submits a new plan to Albemarle County for the new energy plant at Fontaine Research Park. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Want to learn more or support their work? Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more and stay up to date by following them on Facebook. There's a link in the newsletter. One very quick second shout-out at the top of the hour. One Patreon supporter has dedicated their shout-out to an organization that seeks to draw awareness of the importance of native species to the ecosystem. Plant Northern Piedmont Natives is also worth knowing about, and there's links in the newsletter in the second half. This was a short episode, so let's get on with it. There is new leadership at the Charlottesville Planning Commission, as two members with many years of experience as appointed officials have been selected to run the meetings. Commissioner Kareem Habab read the report from the nominating committee at the group's meeting on September 12th. The uh, chair uh, is uh, Commissioner Mitchell and Vice Chair Commissioner Schwartz. Mitchell thanked outgoing Chair Lyle Sola-Yates for his work in implementing the Seville Plans Together initiative. Two of the most important things you got done is you got council to uh, vote yes on the comprehensive plan that we developed. Mitchell used a football metaphor in thanking Soliates to getting the development code into the red zone, referring to the last fifth of a football field where one team can score six points by running or throwing the ball across the goal line. Now, the red zone, if you guys watch football this weekend, you know that the red zone is the most difficult part of the field to navigate. You often settle for a field goal, or maybe there's a turnover, turnover through interceptions, or turnover through a fumble, or maybe a turnover at the board downs. We do not want to accept a field goal, and we absolutely cannot tolerate a turnover. Mitchell was recently appointed to a new four-year term. He also served on the Planning Commission for one term in the late 2000s before joining the Board of Commissioners for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. Schwartz served two terms on the Board of Architectural Review before being appointed to the Planning Commission in August of 2022. Commissioners also gave reports from the various boards and commissions that they're on. Mitchell said he was not present at the most recent meeting of the Land Use and Environmental Planning Committee, but he said he did send copies of the agenda and the presentations to other members of the Planning Commission. The group last met on July 21st and had an update on the Fontaine Research Park, as well as an update on the Karsh Institute of Democracy. 
Mitchell is also a member of the Parks and Recreation Advisory Committee, and he reported that the city has awarded a contract to a firm to produce a master plan for the park system. And it's been awarded to the, uh, to the organization that did the work for the county as well. That company is Pros Consulting of Brownsburg, Indiana, according to the notice of award sent out on August 17, 2023. Pros Consulting completed a needs assessment for Albemarle County in 2018. Pros Consulting has a tie to Charlottesville in that the company's principal was the city's Parks and Recreation Director in the mid-2000s. Mike Svetz appeared before the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors in early 2018 to talk about the needs assessment in that locality, according to an uncategorized story on Charlottesville Tomorrow. Commissioner Habab had an update from the Tree Commission. They got an update on trees that were planted by the city in the last year. An inventory of trees planted this spring um, was completed and we found about 12% mortality rate, which is actually um, great given our expected 2025% due to extreme weather conditions this year. Habab also noted that Parks and Recreation seeks input on where to plant 160 trees this November. There's more about that in a previous story that I wrote. Lastly, uh, Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards is installing over 20 trees at Reeves Park. More from the Charlottesville Planning Commission coming up in future editions of the newsletter. Dry conditions throughout the area have prompted both Albemarle County and Charlottesville to issue press releases this week to urge community members to conserve water. Here's the one from the press release that Albemarle sent out. Recovery from moderate drought-like conditions may take several months, depending on the amount of rain we receive and the severity of the dry conditions in the watershed. The press release on the Charlottesville website states that between 10 and 12 million gallons are consumed each day by urban customers of the city's utility department and the Albemarle County Service Authority. Both of those entities purchase treated water from the Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority. Here's something from a press release that that agency sent out. Guided by a long-term water supply plan completed by our community in 2012, RWSA has been constructing infrastructure to increase the water supply for our community in preparation for growth and extended droughts caused by uncertain climate conditions. In today's daily report on the levels of the reservoirs, the urban reservoirs are at 92.11% of useful capacity. The messages all suggest reporting plumbing leaks, taking shorter showers, and running only full loads in dishwashers and washing machines. The RWSA's Board of Directors next meets on September 26th. The University of Virginia has plans to expand the Fontaine Research Park to include the new Manning Biotechnology Institute. The state institution has now filed plans with Albemarle County for a new energy plant that will provide utilities to the institute. Here's something from the executive summary. The Fontaine Central Energy Plant will provide district heating and cooling at the Fontaine Research Park. It will be master planned in the project, with utility corridors routed to the property to serve any building in the future up to 1.4 million gross square feet of space. The materials state that this will be the first zero-combustion central energy plant with no use of fossil fuels required. The plant will use thermal energy and geothermal storage as part of a suite of strategies. There will be room at the site for a future data center that is not part of this application. 
More on this item in future editions of the newsletter. This one was a quick one because I had to get one out. a lot of information in this one, but I had hoped for so much more. This week's gravity is affected by items that have not happened yet, such as the Board of Visitors meeting at the University of Virginia and the epic public hearing for the development code that starts in one hour and 17 minutes as I voice this. Those will be in future editions of the newsletter and podcast. Uh, If you didn't see it, the last edition was not a podcast, but a long overview of how we got to that development code. Sometimes it's just easier to just not do the podcast part, but honestly, this is what I want to do. So thank you for listening. And if you are listening, if you're a paid subscriber, thank you. If you're not a paid subscriber, that's cool. Just keep listening. Keep on giving me a reason to produce a podcast as well as the written version, because this might go away because it's just easier to write. But I love doing this. So please give me a reason to keep doing it. And for now, goodbye.